Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between. We are here for the final episode of On the Island for season 37 of Survivor, David versus Goliath. We have crowned a champion. We are raising our hands in the air in celebration. I'm saying that because there are other people here. It's not just me, although some people accuse me of that, Ty. I'll introduce you in a second, but... A lot of people think that we have the same voice, which I don't hear because I edit us so much that, like, I can't even hear it. Like, we sound very different to me, but I'm Taylor Gaines, and he is like a little boy. He needs to put on his big boy pants to talk about the finale. It's Tyler B. Commons. Woo! Yeah, we made it. The show ended, and now it's time for us to pick up and put together this 63-piece puzzle. That's 63 pieces. You gotta put the 63 pieces together, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Too many mentions. You did, did you not catch that? They said that like five times. It really annoyed me. <laughs> I, I, really I did by hear it. it a lot. I was wondering why they picked that number, if there was like some significance to it or something. Who knows? Maybe that's maybe they're giving us a message. That's how many seasons Survivor's gonna go. 63, and then it's over. That might give enough time for our other guests to return. To make a triumphant return to... Probably Fiji, because it seems like they're not leaving. <laughs> we are happy to let her be a part of our dysfunctional family. It's Michelle Schubert. Woo! Hey, guys. How are you? I'm doing pretty pretty well. Pretty well. <laughs> and uh, I'll say I noticed the 63 thing being mentioned quite a bit as well. Thank you. What's your theory? I, I feel like they were just so proud of having such a big puzzle. You know, it was like... A five to seven year old puzzle rather than a, you know, three plus. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, mom, look at this puzzle we solved. <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys, we have so much to talk about. This has been, I guess, just really quickly before we dive in, like, we haven't talked to you since the end of last season, which I think was widely considered a disappointment, to put it really optimistically. <laughs> What did you think of this season leading up to the final episode? Oh my gosh. My raising hands our fists in the right air now. again. I'm raising <laughs> the my second hands time in the already. Air right now, literally. <laughs> I loved this season. Um, well, okay. I have mixed feelings, but the majority of those mixed feelings are positive. So, <laughs> you're saying you have, you have wise, some negative feelings. I do. I do have some. Well, or like, I just like, uh, not necessarily negative, but like super neutral. Some of it. Some That's of what we're here for. Say. Super neutral takes. Extremely mediocre. That's the subtitle days. for our podcast. <laughs> Super neutral takes. Uh, no, I loved the season. I loved the theme. I loved the gameplay. The characters for me, none of them really stuck out. Mm. That was like the one thing. Like I didn't get sad just about like any anybody going home. It never made me sad. What about Christian? I'm obligated to ask. So... <laughs> I think we're about to go from mediocre take to hot take. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't sad. Uh, I am not like the majority of Americans. I think the majority of Americans are never going to be tired of the you know quirky nerd character. Um, I think we could put one on every single season and that would be the most beloved character of the season. But that's not... I'm not... I don't know. I like more multidimensional characters than that. And so although I liked him, I didn't like dislike him. I know he was the favorite for most people, but uh, 
but I, I, I again, I wasn't wasn't sad to see any particular person get voted out. I love Christian. So, bye, <laughs> Michelle. Thanks for coming. I don't know, but yeah, it's funny. We talked about this a lot, I think, during the season. But I wonder if this rung true to you. I felt like this cast liked each other as much as yours did on Millennials vs Gen X in a way that kind of came through on the screen. Did did you feel that? I absolutely felt that. Yeah, I thought that. And I liked it. I like that. Yeah, it just seemed like when everybody likes each other and is still willing to play really hard at the same time, it just leads to like a much more entertaining season. Yeah, yeah. But as we go, spoiler, obviously, if you're listening for some reason and you haven't watched, Nick Wilson, Win Survivor, <laughs> overcame the odds. The only David left in the group in the final five, I think it was four to one at some point. And he came out on top. What were your instant reactions? Ty, what did you think Nick Wilson did? Was deserving winner? Did you like him? I think he was the only deserving winner in the final three. Uh, I thought he played really well. And, you know, we've talked about it. Strategy, just naming all those alliances. And he did a lot of things right that I don't think the other two did as much. They sort of felt just like people that were brought along. Mike getting some votes really surprised me. If you remember my rankings from last week, I think I might have had him at six. But to see him get there uh, was impressive. But I, I totally agree. If you get a final three like that, I think Nick was definitely the most deserving. But I don't know if he was necessarily like the best player of the season. I think you could make arguments for... Like, I think Alec played really well. I think there was people throughout the whole season that played really well. But if the final three ends up like that, I I would have given my vote to Nick as well. Absolutely. I got to agree there. I, mid-season, I remember texting a coworker saying, I wonder why Alec, or uh, I wonder why Nick isn't getting more airtime. Like, he must not, he must not win. Because he seems like <laughs> such a multi-dimensional player, and they're hardly giving him, you know, much many angles. Uh, and so I wasn't sure if that was, you know, maybe maybe now in hindsight they wanted to give more time to characters like Christian or something, but uh, and then focus on Nick at the end. Uh, but I felt like early on, and then even mid-season, I was I was wishing to see more more of Nick's gameplay because we got hints all throughout the throughout the season that he was doing really interesting things and pulling together those alliances, pulling together the weird um, mishmash of, of advantages and idols and stuff like that. Yeah. That splitting the minority vote thing obviously will be like probably his innovation, at least that will go in the history books. And he was commonly believed to that he would have been the first one out if Pat didn't get injured, that's like what everybody says. I don't know. You never know, but he disputes it slightly, but that's what other people have said that he would have been that first vote. So a hell of a journey, a David like journey mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. Nick all the way to the end. And we'll talk about him more, but there's a lot to get to from this episode. So I think we're going to try to run through each of the six people that went down sort of chronologically. So, Whichever character interested you most, they'll come up. We'll get into it. I guess we could start with... It's tricky. I I, want to save our bigger conversation about Angelina because I think that might be our most interesting conversation. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I do want to point out because it happened right at the beginning. She found the clue and fake cried, fake injury. Like, I, you know what? I, I, I will just save it. Like, I'll, I'll tease people. Our conversation with Angelina will come later when we get down to the final three. But what an episode for Angelina. My goodness. <laughs> and um, yeah, I should say, too, we have we're going to do power rankings one more time in this episode, ranking our three favorites from the finale, the final six which may or may not match up with who won, I suppose. And we have one, well, turns out we have two surprises for Michelle. I thought it was just me one, but Ty texted me earlier today and said we actually have two. <laughs> so uh, more on that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> the first person to go was Davey, which I found not surprising, but upsetting at first because like you said ty like nick felt to you like the only person in the final three who deserved to win and he kind of felt like the only person in the final five who deserved to win to me too where like once davy was gone i was like are we gonna have to give it to one of these goliaths i mean to their credit attempted credit i guess the only way a goliath was gonna win is if it was three goliaths at the end but it was disappointing to see probably the first or second best player of the season get voted out in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And I think that's a good place to jump off with one of my overall thoughts about this final two and a half, three block hour or whatever it was is they got rid of threats too early, kind of the last six, seven votes. So the final six, not really the final six, I think Nick and Davey were both good, but the other four players just sort of felt like duds to me and getting rid of Davey, like, well, it's a smart move for the people that are left. It hurt because the storytelling instantly became like more about the game than the people. And I think one thing that had this season had going for it was the interest in the people. I mean, you saw it Angelina who, you know, either lover or hater, I think is the thing she went with. But getting rid of Davey really stunk because Davey was the guy I really wanted to win out of the final six. He played super well. Um, he loved the game. I actually loved when he was walking away. And he was like, well, whoever orchestrated that vote out has my vote. Like, if you can play the game and respect it, even when you're going home, I think that that's, like, the best testament to who Davey was as a player, as a fan, as a character. And that's what I loved about him. So seeing him go number six, the first part of the episode, really sucked for me. Because he was the guy who I really wanted to win it in that final six. Yeah, I just want to jump in quickly to say, too, like, your point about voting out all the threats earlier was talked about a little bit today in some of the exit press that I read regarding the fact that the last season all these people saw before they went out to film was the season that Ben won, where he just, for some reason, did not get voted out over and over again and and then was playing idols and like saving himself and eventually won very easily. And I think that got into everyone's heads because they were like, we can't let Ben happen. Like, Christian got 18 votes or something. Allison, everyone was targeting for weeks. Davey, like you said. We can talk about Allison, but... Okay, okay, we're going to get there. But there was clearly, like, a perception of a certain pecking order, and people were like, we have to get all of these people out to the point where all of a sudden the dust settles, and everyone who's left is sort of this similar type of player who is always in the passenger seat of every move and like 
they're certainly doing a good job building relationships and making things happen, but they're not the flashy type of winners you usually see. It was like a very subdued final six, I thought, and yeah. especially five once Davy was gone. Uh, yeah, no, I just to piggyback on that, I loved that Davy was a huge Survivor fan and understood Survivor. Not only that, he was so intuitive about people voting with him or against him, or and he knew something like you know, when Nick comes up to him and says, don't worry, it's not you. He said something like, or so they're telling you like, and he just like, he was just intuitive knowing like, they're not going to tell my closest Alliance that they're voting me out. Uh, and then of course, as we saw, bye bye Davy. And then he even made a comment to Nick, something about that. Like, yeah, you didn't know on the way out. I just thought that was, yeah, super intuitive of him knowing who's voting what. And I'm sure if he could have done anything about it, he would have. But at that point, he really was the biggest threat in the game, and, and nobody wanted to sit next to him except for Nick. Were you going to say something, Ty? I was, but the moment passed. <laughs> yeah. I was going to make a, a great... <laughs> yeah. All right, fine, whatever, I'll do it. It felt <laughs> like we got to the end of this like long saga. Like, Picture if you're a Harry Potter fan and you watch like all seven movies... And, like, it's all centered around, like, Harry or whatever. And then at the end, Ron kills Voldemort. Like, (laughs) that's what this season felt like to me. I was, like, I was sitting on the edge of my seat, and I loved it. And there was, like, great characters all through the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, the the redheaded stepbrother, like, wins. (laughs) Like, not... Not bashing Nick that much because I think he's worthy, but that's what the rest of everybody felt like. Eh, Ron's all right. <laughs> I'm allowing you to spoil Harry Potter because I just finished reading it for the first time. Wow, impressive! Yeah. I've not read it. So. It's good, yeah. guys. I have news. <laughs> it is good. Harry Potter is good. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I did want to read some of Davy's quotes. I he talked about what you guys just pointed out with the turning back and saying whoever voted me out and gets my vote. He said that the main reason he did that was to light a fire under Nick's ass. These Goliaths are lying to you, dude. I need you to kick it into third gear, fourth gear, whatever the saying is. And I need you to bring home this win. And I think that really did light the fire where he's able to take out Goliath after Goliath after Goliath and win all those immunities. He thinks if he had made it to the final three, he would have fared pretty well. He, 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 his thought is he could have even beaten Christian which he could have had a good argument for, given that he saved Christian a couple weeks ago, telling him, hey, you, they're coming for you, you better play your idol. Because like you talked about, he Ty, he was using him as a shield and trying to kind of wait his turn. And like we're, like we're saying, I think, and we'll, this might be a common theme with this final group, like he was playing this game that was like predicated on having people shielding him and making moves in the background and doing a lot of big things with advantages. And I, I wonder if that's, like, the way the game's going. Like, is that the modern survivor now of, like, trying to basically just win the social game and that's all you need to win? Yeah, I definitely think so. I, It's really interesting. It's weird to me because, you know, a guy like John, the big guy out there, a guy like him in recent seasons and I think in, in seasons to come, at least in the, in the near future, will never make it to final three for some reason. I mean, with the exception of Ken on our season, and that's a different story, but uh, like a bigger, like stronger guy like that will never make it. Even, even if he's, you know, strategic, even if whatever, or even if he's not strategic, even if he's like not a good player for some reason, 
he's seen as a threat and so used as a shield or used as a pawn or whatever and then voted out early. And we saw it multiple times. Almost everybody in the game, it seemed near the end at least, brought up something like, well, no, I need that person in the game because otherwise I'm next. Yeah, it's definitely trending that you have to you have to hide and you almost have to be more sneaky because we see things like Goliath Strong don't last. And I think in old seasons, like that would have lasted. I think if this was in the first 15 seasons, Goliath just knocks out all the Davids after the tribe merge or the splitting off into three tribes that they had earlier. And then it's just an entire season versus Goliaths. But I don't think that that's just the way the game goes anymore. Everybody has inroads with everyone else. And I think I'm going to bring up Nick again. Nick made an alliance with everybody and maybe it was hidden. Maybe it wasn't. Um, He named them and he just made people feel like he was with them a hundred percent. And I think that's what we're talking about. You playing the provider role doesn't matter as much anymore. You know, like if you work really hard to get everybody rice and then talk about it forever, obviously people don't respond to that. So it does feel like this game is shifting a lot more towards social dynamics than the challenges and providing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you saw that on on our season as well was uh, David, even though he obviously was not a provider type, you know, was... uh, (laughs) We'll talk about David later, actually. Was seen as a big threat. So, and I think that's, yeah, the same in this season. Though it was interesting to me that it was brought up at Final Tribal. Somebody was like, Mike, you never did anything around camp. Mm -hmm. I think it was John who brought that up. I was. And so, interestingly, maybe doing a bunch of stuff around camp is not enough to help you win, but like, it is enough to like remind people that you should lose. Or yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's right. I think that's right. Uh, the, a couple other things on on Davy really quick. He 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 took the blame for the Davids losing the numbers in the last part of the season. He said, "I had a very close relationship with Carl, very close relationship with Gabby, to where I should have been able to mend the fences between them. Uh, I should have taken more time with each of them separately and had longer conversations, so they both realized we need to work together and at least get more of an advantage before we lose another David. And I think that may have been my big mistake." And how the Davids just got picked off one by one until Nick took it home. And as far as returning, uh, actually, one of the rare people who sounds like he would not come back, he said, I saw people out there like Carl and Pat and Dan fighting for something more. I'm a single man. I don't have any kids. I think if I go back, it would have to be when I find the love of my life or when I have some children. Because I need something to give me that second win so that I know who I'm out there fighting for. Of course, I've got my immediate family, but my parents are good. I just didn't have anyone that I was fighting for other than me and my dog, Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> so, shouts to Davey, one of our favorites, definitely. Sad to see him go. Moving on, number five, Allison goes home. The huge on-the-island threat that yeah. was what? not maybe as much of a threat to the audience. What do you guys make of Allison? She had a very... Uh, light edit, very Sunday Burquest like almost, <laughs> like to call back to one of our friends. Yeah, that is exactly my question. Why was that threat, Allison? Threat? What? <laughs> I, I can only assume that it is what we're talking about. Like, she must have just had really good relationships with everyone, and everyone viewed her as like this social mastermind. Because I don't know what else it could have been. Like, she wasn't actually winning challenges despite i think she won one individual immunity 
right? Right. I think she won one individual immunity, and uh, she seemed like a very, like, respectable woman. She checked her pulse a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that, there wasn't, as far as we could see, as far as the audience could see, she didn't have much to do with any of the vote outs, any of the strategy. We saw her try a lot, and it never never came to fruition. None of her tries ever ever really happened. This will be a little teaser for Angelina because we have to talk about this with Allison. She went out in a very interesting way, finding a fake immunity idol and then playing it, but like not like <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen more of a like just flat move like that where she's like guys watch this this is gonna impress the jury she's like grinning and looking around like get ready get ready (laughs) and then like it just like yeah well yeah allison knew that it was a fake idol she walks up and she's like jeff i'm pretty sure this is fake but like i'm gonna play it because i have it and this is like the last time and i know i'm going home but i i really I'm in the same boat of like, what was Allison great at? She seemed to be on the outside of strategy. I I think it was her social game. And I said this last week, maybe she had a social game like Christian, but just less entertaining. So she didn't get the edit, you know, um, Natalie said she was complaining about the edit. I don't know why Allison wouldn't complain about the edit, because if she's this big threat and everybody knows it and everybody's saying it and they're talking about she's a physical threat or she's friends with everybody or maybe she has strategy. I don't know, but we didn't get to see it this season. And it, it makes me a little bit sad because she's my preseason winner pick. So uh, I don't get to pick that two years in a row. You did all right, though. I did all right. Yeah, she made it. She made it. And she everyone thought she would five. win. So <laughs> they were yeah, right there with you. I don't know. For all the praise we've given Survivor's new editing style this season, I feel like a big gap was missed with us getting to know why people loved Allison. Yeah, and don't let me forget to bring that up later because I do want to talk about how the editing played into this like final group that we had once we get down to it. like In general, I think they did a good job at the beginning of the season of spreading the wealth. And then for whatever reason, the last few episodes, it got like a little jumbled as far as like who was a power player and who we were supposed to be like afraid of and then all of a sudden like mike was a huge threat in this last episode and yeah it just was a little to foreshadow my later thought like they tried too hard not to have a winner's edit in my opinion rather than just giving multiple people winner's edits i i I agree with you but i also wonder or i also think that maybe this feeling that the audience had is maybe a lot more like the feeling that the castaways have like you never really know who's thinking who is a threat and you kind of have to just listen and see what names are being brought up in in the word you know with the in the sentence with the word threat and then think oh they must all think allison is a threat and so really on the island it felt like a threat could be born overnight yeah like maybe they haven't done anything yet but then all of a sudden if people are saying their name and stuff you kind of start to get paranoid about oh, maybe they are playing a really good game. And so I kind of wonder if that's that came through in the in the edit, was kind of what was being felt on the island. Yeah, I, I think that's why it would have been really fascinating to see either Allison or Kara make it to the final because they kind of had that sort of game where, like, for Allison, everybody kept saying she was a threat. For Kara, 
she was literally friends with everyone and like seemed like she was basically having the Goliath version of Nick's social game and we just kind of didn't get to see the ending to it. But yeah, for Allison, I think it's just a circumstance of like bad editing for her personally. Also, uh, her it might have been confessionals. Like if she wasn't too strong at confessionals, uh, yeah. they tend to just, you know, leave that leave that out. Yeah, that could be true. Uh, she 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 talked in her ex interviews this morning saying there's a reason people were targeting me tribal after tribal after tribal. They saw the winning potential in me and wanted to see me gone before I could make the fire making challenge. Doesn't get very specific, I guess, but she said it was crushing to see the edit because she felt like a contender on the island and to be so invisible on the show to have viewers just count her out as a potential winner was crushing. There are so many moments that mean so much to me and I'm a huge super fan and I want to share this experience with everyone that I love and to only get a snippet of me crushed by a wagon in episode two or I don't know, a tiny confessional. It was truly very disheartening, but she obviously gave the disclaimer of, yeah, you know, production has so much to do, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Of course, a, <laughs> this is her defense of herself. A rational thinker like me is going to be tossed to the wayside at some point in the game. So what do you think of that argument? Too rational for the game. <laughs> I think that's possible. I mean, when Nick got blindsided when Davey went home, the next four, five, six minutes of the show was him just being pissed and everyone like walking up and talking to him. If she got blindsided by something, I don't think she'd be pissed. I think she'd just like she said, rationally walk up to people and be like, okay, what happened? Can you tell me why this happened? Now let's see what we can do moving forward. Am I still in with you? Am I out with you? Like, I feel like that's a very serious thing. And she might've hit the nail on the head and she's just not as entertaining because she is so in charge of her emotions. I think that's why Gabby got a lot of airtime. Even when she went to do final vote, she started crying again and they had to like throw it in. So like she's an emotional person and it's just easy to make entertainment out of that. Where if it's someone out there who's just kind of playing the game and playing it well and being smart about it and not making enemies, but it's boring. And I think that was her problem. She's good at the game, but she's just boring. Yeah, she should have started, you know, a cat fight or made out with somebody and <laughs> <laughs> she would have definitely got one. Two famous Michelle strategies. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, and Kara's similar. Like, I don't know that I have that much to say about Kara. Like, if she, like I was saying before, if she had caught that ball, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened. But mm-hmm. she played a very in the background game too. And. I don't know if she was see- as seen as as big of a threat as Allison, but I, I just, you know, I, it's weird to have almost no opinion on someone. I feel like Kara came to play. Like, you see that in that, you know, like earlier in the season, she kind of like fell right into an almost showmance with Dan. I don't know what to call that, you know, because <laughs> they alluded to it. And then like, we might really need to talk about like, Dan and his his attitude. I hope we do. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get back to that. I'm going to make a note. I'm going to write it down. Okay. Please come back to that. But yeah, Kara gets into this almost showmance. And then like almost as soon as you kind of feel that she's in that, then she like starts backpedaling and actually then conniving against him. And I thought that was cool because she realized, wait, 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 wait. This guy isn't, there's no way I'm going to like do well in this game if I'm hitched to this wagon. So 
she, you know, unhitched and lit it on fire. <laughs> Unfortunately, she couldn't light enough fire to make it to the final three. Am I right? Right. That, oh, has gosh. there been a close fire making challenge since they started doing that? I feel like they're always blowouts. There's like one person who's got a roaring fire and the other person's like, come on, come on, come on. I, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was interesting how they kept saying, uh, well, Mike doesn't know how to make fire. Kara makes fire all the time. And then she gets there and she has like three or four flames, but they all go out. I was, I was actually really shocked that she didn't win the fire. And, the fire exactly. and then Mike, it, I didn't even see a spark come off of Mike. And, and then all of a sudden there's a inferno. Like when I heard the rumor, when I was, you know, there was that rumor about, there was like a, there was somebody that snuck in contraband. Like as oh, I was watching gosh. that, I was like, it was Mike. He, <laughs> he snuck in like a, a match <laughs> or a lighter or something or a flamethrower. I don't know. Somehow. By the <laughs> Mike, way. I think this happens every year, but there were some crazy rumors flying around on Reddit and Twitter and stuff. It was like, Mm -hmm. there was one that was like, I don't even know if I should dignify these, but there was one that was like, I think this was an extension of what you're talking about. Someone snuck weed onto the island was one of them. Uh, Um, There was one about... And everybody was sure it was Mike, because he looks baked all the time. (laughs) There was one about a proposal that was going to happen at the reunion show, and... yep. There was one about Alec. I can't remember what it was, but Alec obviously had a real controversy of posting a video with Kara before things were official or whatever. I guess you're not supposed to do it anyway. And Mm -hmm. he got in a lot of trouble. And we still don't know if he didn't get the money that was reported initially, but he did not come to the reunion show. So I'm guessing it's probably likely. So, uh, he may have gotten paid for the show, but um, you get paid to go to the reunion show. Oh, so that surely was withheld then, yeah. They make it worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're, you know. They gave me I three hot dogs. Was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Jeremy wasn't there either. I-, I think we talked a lot earlier in the season about how contentious things looked at the beginning and, like, who would show up. Like, was Natalie going to show up? Was Jeremy going to show up? Did Dan hate Kara too much to come? Like, <laughs> and it turns out the only people that didn't show up were Jeremy and Alec. Um, Kara, I guess, got let off the hook since Alec was the one who posted the picture. I guess they were over Jessica tweeting the N-word. I guess she apologized and they moved on. And the I didn't hear that one. Oh, you didn't hear that one? The young girl tweeted out the N-word or something. You can look it oh. up. It, it was a right. wild season. <laughs> off yeah. the screen. And then Jeremy, I don't know why Jeremy didn't show up. I assume it's just because he didn't like everyone. He had, um, okay, well, this is according to a Reddit thread. So I'm not, you know. <laughs> More rumors. <laughs> here's, here's another rumor to throw into the rumors. Um, he, I don't think he even stayed when he got voted out. You know, everybody has to stay in Fiji or like, you know, stay with CBS um, until the end of the game. And I don't think he even stayed. And I think he had just a lot of like, bad blood against the whole production like he doesn't he doesn't like survivor and cbs anymore and the people and it's kind of weird because like i actually appreciated him on the show and i feel like he was given like a decent you know show showing and yeah, until the end where he made himself I don't know. just I feel look like, like a total a, ass yeah yeah a lot of things that you could like come away with like with positivity with him so i I don't know how much there is to that Reddit thread, but that's what I that's what I read. Enough talk about Reddit threads, because God knows they were crazy. I think 
it's probably fitting that we spent most of Kara's time talking about random other things. But does anyone <laughs> have anything else on Kara? I, I can tell you what she said today. She said why she voted for Mike. She was one of the three Mike votes. I voted for Mike to win because he played the game that I set out to play. He made himself so likable and genuinely made everybody feel like he was their best friend. And I knew that was going to be my goal. And I fell short in ways where it did show that it didn't come through. But he just played mm. a really impressive game overall, and yeah, I had to give it to him. <laughs> I guess we can talk about Dan now, because this was the most interesting exchange to me of any interview I read today. She Hers was with Entertainment Weekly, and we'll get into the final three right after this, but she was asked, you and Dan were the big sort of island power couple there for a while early on, yet you broke away from him. How did he take that when you got to Ponderosa? She said, he respects the game enough to understand why... I think, but he wasn't the happiest. Interviewer. Yeah, it was a little awkward when you first got there, question mark. Kara. A little awkward, I'll definitely give you that. It was a little awkward when I first got to Ponderosa. Question. Did it get any less awkward? Kara. No, it actually continued to get a little bit weirder every day. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Dan is on the SWAT team, right? Like, didn't we hear something like that? I think so. So here's the thing. Dan is a Gainesville guy like me and Ty were until we both left college. And (laughs) he tweeted something. The article didn't mention names, but it was like several members of Gainesville SWAT team resign after blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if he tweeted out to like show that he was part of it. So he might not be anymore. (laughs) Hard to tell. But yes, he was the hot cop. He, he became, okay. he went viral after posting a video during Hurricane Irma in 2017 with two other cops and they were all hot, I guess. So he became okay. a hot cop. So uh, my thing is, somebody like mentioned his name and he freaked out. You know, he's almost like, almost crying or something, like sitting on the beach, you know, he's all upset, he's huffing and puffing. And I'm thinking... This is how you act in stressful situations? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You're a SWAT officer. Like, what are you doing out there? (laughs) I hope, yeah, I hope uh, there's more training to complete or... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It To me, like, Occam's razor, I guess, felt like young guy falls for a girl and can't handle her turning on him especially reading Kara's quotes like it sounds like he was just like annoyed that they weren't still in a showman's I don't hopefully we can talk to him because like I said he's a Gainesville guy we got to look out for each other and I'm just really (laughs) interested to hear his side of this because like he was certainly part of the like Alec Kara Dan triangle of weird controversy he like tweeted out a self-made t-shirt at some point that said like fake friends but it also said like f-u-c-k friends and it it was like designed in a way where it looked like the k and the a were emphasized like alec and kara it was like i felt like i was like trying to discover the illuminati or something but it he was a weird character i I don't know Yeah. yeah well i mean nobody likes to get burned on national tv I suppose that's, yeah. you know, that's a big part of it, I'm sure. He just, even at the 
final tribal, like the reunion, he just didn't seem very happy to be there. So yeah. he, he seemed like one of the few who was like not just loving every moment of everything. Yeah. Anyway, enough talk about Dan in the finale episode. So we got <laughs> down to three, Angelina, Mike, and Nick. Should we just talk about Angelina? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. We can, we can debate Nick and Mike or whatever, but like, my God, what a year. Angelina. Yeah. Asking for Natalie's jacket a bunch. Talking about wanting to find the immunity idol because women never find it, which as a quick aside, like I guess before we talk about Angelina in depth, like I just want to say, I don't think survivor can have it both ways. Like it's trying to where they're like, Hey, we're going to edit Angelina to make her look like an idiot. But also notice how we're Uh pointing out sexism. (laughs) Like, aren't we doing a good job? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely noticed that. Uh, and agree, agree with you completely. Survivor knew they had a gem in, in Angelina. You know, they could, uh, they could show some really humorous interpersonal flaws. Uh, but then at the same time, somehow tried to use that to point out, yeah, look how sexist our society is. This is the same show who, we tweeted this earlier in the year, but the official Survivor CBS Twitter account tweeted out, at one point, I wish Gabby would. It was a vote. And the three choices were be more included, eh, don't care, and stop crying. Those were the, those were the options. <laughs> and then they tweeted out at another point a picture of Angelina and said, what do you think, Miss Negotiation or Miss Bossy? And for, <laughs> for Survivor to do that and then have Jeff in the finale be like, Angelina, I know how or Natalie, or whoever he was talking to, like, I think he was talking to Angelina, I, I know how hard it is to get bashed on social media, like, social media is such a, d- a dark place, I'm like, dude, your own Twitter account was, like, calling her Miss Bossy, <laughs> like, you guys need to take a, take a look in the mirror. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why, but I fell victim to not liking Angelina, when this entire season I've been arguing that I think she's a good player, she's just... She's missing that one thing that makes her endearing to other people. If it's like she doesn't know to stop bringing up rice. She's in final tribal and she's still talking about the rice that everyone's like, okay, dude, like chill. We don't care about that. I think her her greatest flaw, I, th- th- I was trying to settle on this in this episode. I, like to me. Uh, self-promotion. Right. I, I was going to say, I think she talks too much about her strategy like in a really explicit way. Like she kind of sounds like she's always trying to justify her moves by explaining every bit of the logic to everyone. And I think it just makes that leads you to sounding the way that she did sometimes. And, and like Davey pointed out, like how selfless is it for you to keep talking about how selfless you were? (laughs) Like, (laughs) uh, I, do you think, did you see, okay, so when she was explaining how she found the idol and talking about how she climbed 100 feet up a rock or whatever, um, did you, the rest of the jury started to, like, play into it. Did you notice that? How they're like, oh, wow, what? You climbed so high? And, like, <laughs> and, um, there was, there's a chance, I guess, they were actually engaging with her on a serious level. But do you think that was completely, that was completely false, right? I think so. Like, they were all... I don't think anyone her. liked her. I think yeah. it was, like, very clear that a lot of people just didn't take her seriously. And 
according to her and a few other people, it mostly stems back to the way she treated Elizabeth when Elizabeth tried to save herself at the merge and called out Angelina for telling her what was going to happen. And Angelina was like, I didn't do that. And I guess the way she treated Elizabeth there kind of knocked her down. I think we talked about this the week it happened. Like she lost her chance to win in that moment. And I appreciated Ty in this episode. I felt like she really leaned into like being the villain. For the first time, I felt like she understood the perception in this episode and was like, I know how everyone thinks of me and I'm just going to roll with it because like the fake crying (laughs) and the fake injury was really amazing. (laughs) And like, I, I'm sure the, the, this is the, this is the weird thing about sexism on a TV show or something. Like there's a weird line you have to walk between like playing it up to the point where you're tweeting out like, man, Gabby cries a lot. What is she a girl or something? And like (laughs) actually just making fun of people for being dumb. Like that's fine. Right. Like there's just like more effective ways to do it. I think like, just letting mm-hmm. her be herself and like do the fake crying thing was really great. I thought it was like unfortunate for her <laughs> to be talking about how women never find idols as they're showing two men helping her find the idol. Okay, that was the funniest <laughs> to me. That was the funniest moment of the entire season when she has Nick help her put the ladder on like a tiny rock, like five feet high. And Nick looks up at her and goes, you wouldn't need the ladder to get on that. <laughs> Trust me, Angelina. No, my it's not there. <laughs> was actually during that part when they were like, Mike, go find the clue. <laughs> yeah. And he was like drunkenly walking around like, oh, find the clue. Fine. I'll find the clue. <laughs> and then he like walked into a branch and he was, he was like, ow, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Mike's little montage of him walking around with like a wine glass or like champagne glass for the last 30 minutes of the episode where he was like, <laughs> dude, the clue is right here. Like, what was she, how did she not find it? It's sitting here in the sand. But I, just Angelina, it's so bad because I really wanted to like her. And like you said, leaning into playing that villain role. Do you think she understood that she was brought to Final Tribal by Nick because he knew she was going to get zero votes? Because she felt the way they explained it, and I can't even comprehend it in my brain to come up with it again but it was like yeah i'm gonna take angelina because she's gonna get nothing but she was like oh what a great honor like i'm gonna be here because i have an i think she did winning i think she did know because she said this morning that she considered i mean you could say whatever you want but I, she said she considered putting herself into the fire making challenge because when you are the person that's taken you're perceived as the weakest of the four and i think she was aware of it and and she said too that Night after night at Tribal, she felt like it would be an upward battle to sway the jury. To me, like, it just felt like in this final Tribal that they had, it was the first time that I saw her, like, really being honest with people. I felt like the way she was talking with the jury was very, like, authentic. And, like, even her talking about, like, you know, people say I sound like I'm, like, interviewee or whatever. And, like, I'm just trying to, like be myself and that that kind of felt like the first time to me that like she wasn't so caught up in trying to justify her move or let everyone see why she was so much better like I think realizing her position like having that self-awareness really opened her up to 
like it opened up a different side of her that I I really liked her in the in the last bit there and I I, I it's interesting because I loved watching her like embrace the villainy and make this terrible fake community idol that like flopped so hard but I also just kind of liked seeing that she was a real person at the end too <laughs> yeah I I'm torn about how perceptive she is uh, on those issues because and you know I don't know when she gave that confessional that was shown or played right after uh right after Nick announces that he's taking Angelina, it shows her saying, yep, I'm the most persuasive one here. That's (laughs) why I'm getting chosen. You know, and so like, on one hand, maybe she did know it would be better for me to be in the fire making challenge and then win and then come back in. Uh, On the other hand, maybe she really thought, I have a shot at winning and I am the most persuasive. So I tricked him into taking me to the end. You know, I don't know. He came, you know, I wonder at which point, so Final Tribal likely took, I don't know, four hours, you know, they, mm-hmm. those things take forever and then they, they have to edit out just about everything. But I'm sure there be, there was a moment at Final Tribal that she realized she wasn't a contender. Do you guys remember when, uh, was it Troyzan realized that? Yeah, and he was like, all right, like, I'm out. <laughs> and then he just like, yeah, he kind of like, okay, guys, well, I Thanks. can tell I didn't win. Thanks for the, thanks for the ride. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I wonder if there was a moment like that for Angelina. Yeah, I think it. She talked a little bit about feeling bad about the idol thing and trying to justify it as a strategic move and not like a cruel thing. And like that kind of felt like the moment for me where she was like, "Oh crap, I, I see what's happening here." But yeah, it's tough because she's kind of a contradiction in that she's very villainous, but or, or she was presented very villainously, and like she definitely did some dark things like to try to preserve herself with the fake idol which was kind of unnecessary and like the way she talked to elizabeth but she also really cared and like she frankly seemed like she was having a lot of fun like when they were doing challenges and stuff like she was always like let's go jeff and she was smiling and like i do think she's probably a strong enough person to really enjoy this experience and learn from it despite how gross the internet could be, I suppose. Yeah. I actually think she's probably a really good friend to the people that she's a good friend to. Like, I feel like people that rub you the wrong way at first end up being like deeper and longer, you know? Uh, so yeah, I, and I, I think so. I think maybe I ho- hope she learned from any of her rough spots and maybe used survivor as like a growing and humbling experience. Yeah. It just, it seems to me like it's because in real life, people who don't really care what other people think about them usually can do okay because they're like self-confident and comfortable with themselves. But like, (laughs) if you're not thinking about what other people think about you on survivor, then all of a sudden, like who knows what your perception is. Right. Yeah, she she definitely lacked some self-awareness that I I really hope that as the season went on, she started to learn. And like you said, at the end, she embraced her villain role. She made it to final tribal. And, you know, it could have been when she started talking about the rice again and the jurors just kind of like mocked her openly maybe she was like oh maybe there is something i need to work on you know and like she's been talking to these people for months now waiting for this to air they finished like in the spring or summer so she's got plenty of time to like think about it and now she gets to see the edit like like we talked about davy 
talked about all the great things he wants to work on and caring about other people. And if you can leave this game and like learn and grow as a person, I think that I'm not gonna say it's better than a million bucks. Cause shoot, I'd love to have a million bucks, but like if you can walk away changed for the better, I think that that's something to hold on to. And I think Angelina has that. I think she got to see, how people perceive her. And I think she now has like genuine friends that understand, well, maybe she like ropes people the wrong way, but that is a deep friendship I formed, you know, and it's going to be long lasting. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Like to what Michelle was just saying about the type of friend she probably is. Like if you follow these people on Instagram, she's always there. Like everybody seems to like her. I, I, I think like Chrissy last season or two seasons ago, whenever that was, she probably is like a great person, great friend. But for whatever reason, whether it's uh, because she's a woman, like she said, or some combination of other reasons, it doesn't translate to the social game out there. Because we had the same argument about Chrissy in a less polarizing way where it was like, people were like, you know, you seemed like you cared about me, but like, did you? (laughs) And, you know, it's unfortunate that it so easily veers into like sexist tweets and stuff, but... But yeah, I think I think she's probably great. <laughs> so then there were two, two men, <laughs> Mike and Nick, and Mike, who we talked about in the preseason, was probably already a millionaire. At least has a good amount of money. He's he makes movies. He's made School of Rock, which you probably seen or heard of. Nick had a much more heart wrenching story. He like represents people to help them get back on their feet basically if they have i think drug problems was the thing or maybe just like misdemeanor drug offenses or something and like seems like a he's doing really great work not that art isn't important too but on paper it seemed like hard to imagine people voting for mike and i thought it was interesting for me personally how despite starting this year talking about like i don't want some guy to win who doesn't need the money or doesn't care about the money like, I still felt like I was rooting for Mike a lot in this last episode because, you know, we were talking about the wine thing. Like, he's just so fun. And I could really see why people got sucked into his vortex of, like, trusting him and then getting voted out. It's interesting to me that you have that take that you really liked Mike in this episode because while he was entertaining, like, one of the notes I had in the five person when the tribe was down to five was you miss your opportunity to get rid of Mike because he, at that point he was getting bossy and he was like digging his heels in the sand was a phrase they kept throwing out. But, and he wouldn't budge. He just like had this one plan and he stuck with it and people just kind of went along with it. So it was almost like after they got rid of all the strong people, you know, the other Goliaths that were playing well or people like Christian, then Mike felt safe enough to dig his heels in and be that Goliath. And I actually really disliked that about him in this last episode. I liked that he, I didn't like how unwavering he was and how he was like so dead set on like, well, that's not really what I want to happen. So I think he was right though. I think he was always the one who was like, we need to be Goliath strong, which was annoying. But if he had gotten three Goliaths in the final, he might've actually won. So uh, like, I don't think he was incorrect. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not arguing that he wasn't strong strategically. I'm just saying like his edit I just didn't 
like it. I didn't like the way he went about it at the end. I mean, everyone was saying how much they love him and whatever, but for me, he just seemed overbearing and like unwilling to budge and not Obviously, they had 39 days of being around each other for 24 hours, and like they knew a lot more about each other than I did. But at the end, he just felt exhausting to be around to me, where he was not willing to listen to people, not willing to talk about other options. He was just like, well, this is what we're doing, and we're going to do it. Uh, stick with me, and I'm going to make final three. Yeah. I, so I wonder, though, like devil's adv- advocate here, I wonder, so if Mike would have won, I bet we would have seen that same scenario differently. You know, I bet they would have shown it, look at this great strategic move that Mike was in control of. You know, mm-hmm. he had the wheel rather than uh, he was sitting in the passenger seat holding the wheel, like, you know, <laughs> dead, dead strong, like not letting the driver turn. Um, and, you know, he made that, that comment that he was, uh, that his gameplay was inspired, he said. Because he was sitting in the passenger seat telling the driver where to turn, knowing the driver would eventually get, you know, chopped off. We didn't see much of that. Like, we, like he said it, but we didn't see much of it. And then secondly, I just don't really respect a backseat driver player. Like, that's not the strategy. <laughs> that's not the strategy I, I want to see. You know, that's not as fun to watch someone sitting there saying, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And then, like, you know, every once in a while saying... Maybe her. Yeah, I would vote her with you. That kind of takes us back to what we were talking about before, though. Like, this was kind of like a group of backseat drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Though, though, then to claim that as like, I did it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's harder for me to get behind. Yeah. yeah. You know, it it was never about the pot of gold, though. It was about the rainbow. (laughs) It was about the rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciated that. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I just thought he was, like, charming and, like, a very... I think he said this, like, he felt like a David among Goliaths to me, like, very insecure um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just kind of... I, I always feel it's easy to relate to the insecure people. Like, I was a big fan of Gabby and Christian. I don't even know if I would call him insecure. He seemed very confident in himself. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he's sort of presented as the insecure nerd at the beginning, but he uh, was not that... I enjoyed him at the reunion, by the way, saying when he talks, he doesn't feel pain. So that's why he kept talking. (laughs) Yeah, so in the final tally, John, Elizabeth, Dan, Alec, Carl, Gabby, and Davey all voted for Nick. Allison, Kara, and Christian voted for Mike. Did you guys have any thoughts about the way that that broke down? Yeah. <laughs> Ty does not. I, Michelle does. <laughs> I was wondering I was wondering about uh Christian's vote for Mike. Yeah, it's fascinating. I I can't help but wonder was that vote really like why why did he vote for Mike? Was that vote really because he thought Mike played the best game or was he kind of hurt that the Mason Dixon alliance, you know, fell apart the way it did? I don't know. That was just that was a surprising vote for me to see to see him cast that for Mike. Uh, and of course, there's a thousand things we didn't see, but that was kind of the one that I thought, hmm, I would have expected him to vote for, for Nick. Yeah, I think I was in the same boat. I expected him to vote for Nick, but it didn't shock me because Christian is like such a cerebral person, I think, even though they showed his like charming, witty, energetic self. I think 
that the reasons he talked about, like, it made sense. Didn't he say something like Mike grew as a person and, like, that's all we wanted to see and that's kind of why I voted for him? I mean, I could be wrong with that, but I can get behind Christian flipping on Nick just because the alliance ended up falling short. And I, But the other two, what was it, Allison and... Kara? Yeah, Allison and Kara voting for Mike. I mean, just makes sense because they were, they were, they were with him every step of the way. Yes, and I want to say that that's kind of what sucked. I mean, we've had we had Wendell on earlier this season, and he kind of got the winning vote because he had the best friend sitting with him. Not necessarily because strategically he was as good as Dom. I think Dom was strategically better. And Wendell took a back seat and made moves when he had to. And I think that's kind of the thing that Mike did, but it didn't end up in a win for Mike because he wasn't quite as strong as Nick was strategically. Yeah, I wonder too. Christian talked a lot about how his strategy was just to create so much chaos that no one would really know what's happening and he would kind of emerge. And I guess you could argue that Mike was in a similar position. I don't know if he was causing chaos exactly, but he was kind of sitting back waiting to all of a sudden be the one who's like, you know what? I got Christian voted out. I got Davey Mm. voted out. And look at me now. And, you know, that is impressive, I think, but not quite enough, I guess, to take down Nick. We talked extensively last week about all the moves Nick made this season with idols and, advantages he misplayed an idol and also missed out on a couple votes towards the end and didn't handle it well in this episode which we can talk about but he was always playing really hard and it ended up coming through for him to me it kind of felt like he might have made one too many mistakes to win but i think the final three that he was with it worked out like when he was having that sort of breakdown on the beach after davy got voted out i was like oh my god this might not, this might not happen, <laughs> but yeah. he came through. Yeah, I think with Mike, it was a little like too little, too late. Because uh, I think those last moves that he was involved with were good moves, uh, at least for his gameplay. But by that time in the game, every it's kind of solidified what people think of you. You know, at least at least that was my experience on the island. Was the as the game is evolving you kind of get, sometimes you kind of get stuck with something, you know, you get stuck with you're the lazy person around camp or you get stuck with you're the big strong person or, or the strategic threat or the one that talks to too many people. What did you feel like your perception was? The perception of me? Yeah. Oh goodness. I uh, well, I tried to keep it under wraps, like after the Mari vote that, that I had been the, like the driver in that because nobody wants the credit until the end kind of thing. But I think it kind of it got out. I think I was really well liked by all the millennials, and maybe with the exception of Zeke. And uh, I was really we well liked Zeke by all the millennials. Night. Oh yeah, yeah. He was on the radio um, show, yeah. But uh, I think being so well liked with the millennials made me a threat to the Gen Xers. So that was that was that. <laughs> That was that. It is interesting to hear you talk because like you said, uh, what is it, Mari? Yeah. And and I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, oh my God, do I even remember her? (laughs) 
And like, it's just, it's been so long for us as viewers, but like you were there with these people. So obviously you're never going to forget them. Yeah. Um, Actually, it's funny. I haven't watched my season, like since I watched it live with every, you know, with the nation. And so when people bring things up from my season, I'm like, oh, did they play that on TV? (laughs) Did they show that that part? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that they showed that. Or I'll bring, or the opposite. I'll bring things up that they didn't show, and everybody sits there blank staring at me. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Remember when we ate all those mice that we found? Yeah. So Nick, I read a few of his interviews today. He didn't say anything that interesting or memorable, which maybe is fitting for this final group that we had. I don't know. Like this was a great season with kind of like a. To me, like a a meh kind of ending, like it was interesting, but it wasn't like nearly as thrilling as the rest of the year. And like I was saying before, I just feel like they tried so hard to break their normal editing rules. Like we're going to do this differently. We're going to like show people doing something while we're hearing their confessional. And then all of a sudden they'll start talking like as if they're continuing to talk. Like we're going to do all these weird documentary tricks and we're going to like show you how much everybody likes each other, but you're not going to totally understand who is, like, the best player. Exactly. Exactly. I want... Do you know what I wanted to see so badly, to your point? The John vote out. It was, it was like, the biggest blindside to the audience, you know, the whole season, I think. And But the problem... I don't mind that, but I do mind not understanding why... Who chose John, and why did they choose John, and why did they who voted that way and why did they how did they split it up i want to be in on that conversation well for me that's like what happened with christian too like when christian finally did get voted out i didn't really understand what happened because they Uh, split the vote and mike was claiming credit for it but he didn't even vote for him and i was like what happened here so yeah the john one i felt like they showed so much of the davids talking about what they were going to do with the advantages and stuff that despite us not knowing really why it was John, like at least we kind of understood what was going to happen, you know, but yeah, it was just kind of, it was hard to grasp who the best player was for me. And I, I, I wish they would strike a balance. And I'm kind of nitpicking because this season was really good, but I wish they would strike more of a balance of like, we are going to give you a little bit of a winner's edit, but we're also going to let you get to know everybody. Nick's edit was kind of thinly veiled as a winner's because they showed all the alliances he worked with. Like just now looking back and thinking on the whole season, we got to see him talking to everybody. We got to see him making moves behind the scene, but it wasn't in like a, Oh, here's the most entertaining way. Here's the biggest threat. It was like, here's Nick. We need you to remember him because he's talking to everybody. He's trying to orchestrate stuff when he was blindsided at six he then made sure to talk to everyone. I mean, he got emotional and super pissed, but like we had to make sure that he was always in the background. And I think showing the Rockstar Alliance and the Mason Dixon line and just establishing his character, I think we got to understand and see who he was. And it was always there that he was strategically good, but it wasn't like shoved in our face like past seasons where you're able to call it after episode one or episode two where it's like, oh, well, this person's going to be yeah. in the final and they're probably going to win. Yeah. But the counterpoint or, or the side point is that no one else felt like that in this final group. So like it was kind of like Nick's going to win. Like once it got to the final three, it was it seemed very 
clear, even though like he wasn't overemphasized. It just was like nobody else is going to beat him. Mm-hmm. He, he said he would come back and play. Mike said, I don't know. It's hard. If you ask me today, no, I don't think I could do it again. <laughs> so interesting to think about. Did, did we miss anything else from this? A very long, long episode. Obviously, they've kind of almost abandoned the reunion show at this point. Although I thought they actually yeah. did a good job with the time that they had in this one of like doing some interesting things. But, you know, the episode itself didn't end until two and a half hours into the show. Like anything we missed? I mean, we talked about Angelina, Mike being drunk. I, I feel like we can uh, move past it, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we touched on this being like this season of weight loss. Kara lost like 20% of her entire body mass. Davey lost 36 pounds. There was like two people in the 26-pound club. Multiple people lost like 18. Like it was just incredible. And I don't know. For me, I feel like Survivor's been looking softer and softer the last few seasons. But hearing how much weight these people lost kind of warmed my heart. Brought some joy. I'm just so glad they suffered. I, that's what I heard. That's what I just heard. That's what I heard. Well, I just always talk about like Ethan, winner of Africa, was like my favorite because he was like this fit soccer dude, but he was like reduced to skin and bones and like elephants pooped in their water source and they had to like hide from lions every night. Like I loved that and I'd love to be a part of that. So just hearing a little bit about how much weight these people lost i was like yes survivor still going strong yeah yeah i i do wish that they would go to a different location though i think part of the the intrigue and the the surviving the elements and all things like that are exasperated in different locations like we get to see them more we get they're more they're displayed and like the the africa location and and maybe cambodia was a little too much i guess to having to medivac so many people and whatever but um or just so many infections but uh, frankly i was just bored in fiji it wasn't very interesting yeah <laughs> yeah serious yeah. there's not not enough kind of craziness not enough like surprises not some elephants hiding you know, in the uh, pond behind the shelter i was wondering do, do people like cause i've had a cold for like the last week so i just was thinking about this do people like get colds like they never really show anyone being like you know what i feel like crap today i have a cold <laughs> let me just sleep <laughs> there there are people that get sick mostly from like infections hmm. like i had i had a major infection chris on our season uh, had a major infection and he was down. He had a major fever for a few days. Uh, I don't, they didn't highlight it. They didn't show it, but yeah. he had pus, pustules like Ugh. all over him and uh, was definitely fighting, fighting some illness. But yeah, but not like, you know, not like the flu or anything. Yeah. You know, by the way, essential follow up question Have you had any? medieval diseases since the last time we talked to you <laughs> nope i finally got rid of my parasites that i probably had them last time we spoke and uh oh i had a weird skin rash last time we spoke and i finally got rid of that too that was from the outhouse in Papua just because you're too adventurous <laughs> no i successfully went to a developing country without getting an illness or a parasite oh, about two weeks that's ago, progress so. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I guess if people haven't listened to our previous episodes, we've heard of all kinds of diseases. What, did you have, like, yellow fever or something insane? I, <laughs> I had malaria. I had the bubonic plague. That's what it was, bubonic lots plague. Of, lots of other things. 
<laughs> anyway, so before we dive into our uh, power rankings here, I want to just talk briefly about the teaser for next season. I, I don't think anything else stood out from the reunion other than the Natalie conversation, which was the conversation, which was interesting. And I thought it was kind of a loaded question of Jeff to be like, who else felt like they were not portrayed well? Like, who was going to raise their hand there? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, not that much interesting stuff from the finale other than this teaser for what they're calling survivor i'm gonna say it wrong i was gonna say extinction island but it is survivor edge of extinction featuring four returners who i will tell you about joe from survivor worlds apart and survivor cambodia second chance kelly wentworth who i'm not sure why she keeps coming back because i don't find her that interesting but she's back again from San Juan del Sur, Blood vs. Water, and Cambodia, Second Chance. David Wright, who we talked about earlier, from Millennials vs. Gen X. He, his quote that he gave the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter, by the way, was... This was just talking about coming back. He said, Women, they give birth. Then they get amnesia, and they forget how hard labor was. It gets them to do it again. <laughs> but I remember every horrible detail about my first Survivor experience. There are a lot of reasons to say no to this, especially also given the fact that I think there's just going to be a giant target on my back coming into this game. Love, David. I'm excited to see David again. <laughs> and longtime favorite, Aubrey's back, you guys. <laughs> Love of your life making another appearance. <laughs> Aubrey's survivor, co-wrong runner-up, and actual winner in everyone's hearts, and Game Changer's fifth place is back again to take the crown i hate to spoil our preseason episodes but i think i know who my winner pick is ty <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was shocked by uh some of the people coming back i think joe has kind of uh run his course aubrey i know you love aubrey i love aubrey i, I just don't see her as a winner threat anymore i think the cards fell in place uh david we love david i was gonna David's say a if, great if, person if i'm being honest i'm most david. excited to see david i love david yeah out of the four you mentioned david is the one i'm excited to see i actually would have picked three others uh, you know otherwise and we got wendy and rick who oh it's those the, the other names two people they, they flashed showed. on the screen yeah <laughs> yeah i was uh, I was really confused. And I read on the internet that apparently Wendy has a necklace that says Wendy on it. So watch out for that. <laughs> People nitpicking so the trailer. Can I can I throw some spoiler warning up here? Do you guys have you heard what the theme is? And I know mm-hmm. you guys are at least oh, Michelle. Well, I've heard rumors. Michelle scours the Reddit thread, so she might have seen the same thing. But this is the rumor, and it's from the guy who like always reports the cast like way before it comes out. And this is what is apparently going to happen. Every player voted out of the game will have the option of going to Extinction Island, where they'll wait for two chances to get back into the game at the merge and at the end. What will they do on Extinction Island? Sit around and perhaps behave terribly to encourage others to quit. Anyone can leave Extinction Island whenever they want, but they can also stay for the length of the entire game doing nothing except waiting. They won't compete in challenges or go to tribal council, at least not at first. Eventually, after the merge, all of the players will form the jury, meaning theoretically there could be a 15-member jury and a final three. And that means every single contestant could still be on the show on day 39. Things we don't know. Will every player who's voted out decide, uh, yeah, I'm going to go? 
what will happen there, we don't know. Would the jury vote for someone who spent the entire game there? If the jury is composed of mostly Extinction Island people, will they just vote for the Extinction Island person who makes it back instead of the players who've actually been playing? Basically, will this be a terrible idea? (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. From what you said, it sounds way too risky. Like, you talked about two opportunities to come back in at the merge and at the end. Like, what affords them those opportunities? It's not like they can just be like, I was at Extinction Island for 37 days. I should be back in it. Like, that's not fair. There has to be something else to it that we're not hearing it'll be interesting i'm concerned i feel like it sounds like it has potential to be as terrible as ghost island (laughs) as far as like a side concept but i mean we learned this season the cast matters more than anything so hopefully we just get another good cast that's my optimistic take as we i've you hear that michelle from last year to now i've gone from the most pessimistic survivor person to trying desperately to be optimistic. I think it could be fine. <laughs> yeah. With the, like, I mean, okay, so I don't know if you guys remember, like, Micronesia. But, uh, you know, that there was that character, Chet. Never been. That, that wanted, like, pretty much told everybody, vote me out, I'm done. And he had stopped playing, like, you know, a week earlier anyways. They don't put people like that anymore on the show. They just don't. You know, we don't. We haven't seen somebody quit for a while. We haven't seen somebody, like, want to leave the show for a while. In fact, the opposite. When somebody's, you know, being medevaced or something, they're either crying or, you know, struggling to stay in or whatever. So I can't see... I mean, if they're still, you know, vetting people the way they have been these past seasons, I can't see people not wanting to stay on Extinction Island or whatever. So are the elements going to be way harder? Are they going to... Like, what torturous you know additions can they add i don't know we'll see i, I we'll, we'll we'll come back to talk about it a little more before the season starts but since this episode is obviously gonna be longer than usual given that the episode was longer than usual let's get into our final power rankings we're gonna each rank our three favorites from the final six and see how our um you can follow us on twitter at on the island pod to see how our final power rankings pan out Heading into this week, Davey and Nick were on top, so obviously Nick will probably wind up on top, but who do you guys think, should we just, just to to make it a little quicker, tell me your favorite three. Michelle, you can go first. Davey, Nick, and Kara, no particular order. A close fourth was Mike, but definitely Davey, Nick, and Kara. Kara was so cute on the island, and then she put on makeup, and I was like, wait, who's that? (laughs) did you notice that like i thought she was absolutely adorable on the island um she could get away with and should get away with just no makeup all the time and no showers apparently (laughs) not that that's the only reason i liked her i just thought you know we'd be friends in real life and uh (laughs) nick and i only make friends with pretty people (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah and then nick and davy i just appreciated them yeah, for me, I my top three has to be, and I do have an order. I have to say Davey, mostly for strategy. I loved the way he played and tried to keep playing and was the last sort of big threat to go home. Nick also played hard the entire uh, season, and he talked about that. When his name was on the chopping block at the beginning, he was like, okay, well, I'm just going to play super hard from now on, and he did. So mad props for that one. And number three 
even though I don't have a clue why, maybe it's just because I picked her as a winner and maybe because everybody said she was a threat, <laughs> I got to give it to Allison. I don't know why she was a threat, but apparently she was a threat and she was my winner pick. So I'm going to slide her in at third. I actually, I don't, I mean, I know you said it was kind of no particular order, Michelle, but I, I agree with both of you. Like Davey was probably my favorite person of this final six. And as far as gameplay goes, he was a little less emotional than Nick, which I would have appreciated more as a jury member potentially. But Nick definitely would be my number two regardless. And obviously he won, which is like worth more than anything. At this point, he doesn't care what anyone says. He's got, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars in his pocket after taxes. And yeah, which state he lives in. And uh, I would actually say Mike is number three for me. I, I, there was just something about like, like I was saying before, like his sort of like funny, like insecure bit that I just like enjoyed and it felt very real to me. And to me, I just said that. I just said to me, but to me again, I think seeing that someone who is like quote unquote a Hollywood person has the same exact like problems that normal people have. I mean, it's it's stupid to think that that's a lesson, but like it's just nice to see. Like I felt like he didn't feel different than everyone else to me on this season. Like it certainly hasn't gone to his head that he's like a director or a writer or whatever. Mm. Yeah, do it's I have cool. do I have to rank them? I mean, you can. <laughs> I think I would do. I think I would do Nick, Davy, Kara, but that's really tough. Okay, that's Not fair. Sure. That's fair. It depends on the day you ask me. Oh man! So another season in the books, Michelle. What is the question you ask us every single time you come on the show? Uh oh. Do you remember? Uh. Uh-uh. You can. What's the question? Play the tapes. The every year, you're always like, so. Have you guys applied yet? Have you applied for the show? Oh, yeah. I actually, that was going to be at the very end, like once we cut the thing off, and I'd be like, oh, you're going to wait till we were done. So we're going to embarrass ourselves (laughs) live because a lazy Sunday a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a video. I don't think it's going (laughs) to come to anything because it's like a crappy, oh, fist in the air again. We're back. (laughs) I'm so happy you made a video. And then come to find out, Ty made one today. And <laughs> fist in the air. <laughs> fist in the air. One more time. So I want to play like I'm not gonna play Ty's whole video because it's eight minutes long. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess I could play mine. It's only three minutes, but God, it's this is gonna be so embarrassing to listen to because this was a month ago. I don't even remember. I remember I start with a bad joke about my planters warts. So let's see what happens. <laughs> well, my planters warts are gone. So. I'd say you caught me on a pretty good day. You can have a look. Well, I mean, not really, I guess. If they're gone, there's nothing left to see. But they were there, I promise you that. Look, I have wanted to apply for a long time. I I just have never felt comfortable putting my face in front of a camera. I find it upsetting, but you know, here I am. It's, it's, it's been in stages. I've had to learn how to get comfortable. It started with podcasting. My name is Taylor Gaines, and I do On the Island, a podcast about Survivor. I'll just let you say hello <laughs> to my dog. If he's not cute enough to get on the show, then I surely won't be. Oh, look at him. It's too much, right? Oh, this is my first video, so I don't know what to expect, but... <laughs> 
this has been a fun experience <laughs> over the years, and I think with a combination... That's enough, right? How long does this go? Journalism experience. Is this over? Improv experience, podcasting. I'm yeah, ready to talk I, I, I look bored now. Think about okay. anything. Plus, my uh, planner's words are gone. Nope, so back to that. Okay. I'm ready to come out there. <laughs> talk to you soon. <laughs> so there's there's me doing something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you? When are you? Uh, when are you sending it in? Have you submitted it? Oh, I it? sent it in. <laughs> it it is right. sent in, and I have not heard anything. So second time is going to be a charm, I assume. Well, don't worry about not hearing anything, because I think they're kind of in an off-season right now. And Davey didn't hear back till less than 40 hours before they well, started filming. I think so, he had been in conversation know. with them prior to that, but sure. That's he true. Had probably been, he probably was in finals, and they probably flew him out to L.A. for finals. Ty, I have not seen this. I have no idea what I'm about to watch. But Well, it's it's seven minutes, so I think there's no way I'm gonna watch the whole thing. I can say that. I probably wow. even the final Can we see the intro? Can we see the first thirty seconds? Yes, let's 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 do it. and I can put the videos up maybe somewhere, but you guys oh, can see Lord. it. Everybody else can just hear it. <laughs> Gotta get closer to my screen here. Cause I have to put it like so the mic can pick it up too. Here we go. Okay. So Last season, season 37, just ended, and right now I'm using my podcast recording mic. That's right, do a podcast. I see why your video was eight minutes long. On the island. (laughs) Um, Have a lot of fun doing that. Maybe you should talk about yourself. (laughs) uh, I was challenged. We're going to have a guest on tonight Uh, by Michelle Schubert. She has been on Survivor in the past. Oh, look. Um, This is very meta. One of the crowd favorites. Um, and she challenged us last time that she talked to our audience that uh, we need to apply. So here I am. I'm making a video. What am I going to say in this video? I don't know. <laughs> I the weird screen outline. I also do some streaming. And this is, if I just talk to people, I have this weird filter on. I guess I could turn it off. Let's do that. How about... Um, I was just like, I'm going to be me. There we go. All right, <laughs> I'm just going to let it roll. Um, yeah, why would I be good at Survivor? I would consider myself a super fan. I say super fan, but, like, I missed a lot of seasons in the middle. I was 10 (laughs) when the show first came on, and I watched probably the first six, seven, eight, nine seasons. I don't know how many. Um, Ethan from Survivor Africa was my favorite because I feel like Survivor Africa was the most legit. Should I say that to you guys? I don't know. I'm just going to be me. Uh, I feel like it was the most legit. season of survivor ever i feel like they actually had to survive but who knows a lot multiple people lost 26 pounds davy lost 32 or whatever <laughs> repeating a lot of talking points i, so, I feel like you so were just practicing for the podcast legit. but every guest we talked to said they have a lot of fun i think i would have a lot of fun i think i'd be good at it i'm gonna tell you why <laughs> here we go <laughs> five minute intro i have a job, I have a job. Years old, and i work at a church in a youth department and question mark <laughs> basically i have to do those three things literally every mm. single day outwit take that i don't know if you guys have talked to teenagers right. lately or oh, are we about to get some teenager takes all right let's let's we can end it here because i'm just starting i'm just getting started it's <laughs> awesome i have to convince them well, every you have to convince teenagers that what they're doing is awesome how do i make this video stop <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. I couldn't figure it button. out. <laughs> I, I feel like it looks like Michelle, you actually like got off the edge of your seat onto the ground to I like did. see what was I got happening. Down, like, <laughs> closer at the video. <laughs> I don't know if the videos live up to the excitement or anticipation, but they certainly exist. So <laughs> that is true. A true fact. And now you all got to hear a little bit of them. So go apply yourselves. Go have some fun. I think the main lesson I learned from replaying these is probably maybe script them a little bit. <laughs> like be a little more ready to to roll. Maybe a few less planner's warts jokes on my end. <laughs> and who knows what will happen. <laughs> you yeah. know, here's my theory, Ty. If these people, these people, if they took the time to listen to us every week, how could they say no? I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm with I'm you saying. on that. I think it's because we bash the show a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. We're just being yeah. honest. They're trying to bring out all these fresh faces. Bring out the bring out the people who would be like, you know what? Production is annoying me today and I'm gonna give you a bad confessional. I don't know. I think uh once they get to know us, they'll like us. They just the need to <laughs> to keep stepping over the pot of rice and getting sand in it and then <laughs> <laughs> they just need to bring out the fun ugly people you know we can't have beautiful people all the time so sign me up i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> you should have said that in your video <laughs> that would have been perfect actually oh god yeah i don't know i, I think the key is is probably like doing something they haven't seen before or filming yourself like in your environment you know like i think we probably both tried to do this by ourselves because we never done it before and we're like you know what eh, not sure how i feel about this i think if you did it at your church with your kids you'd probably have more success that would be cool i or like that idea if i like did it with my improv team or something that would be a lot more interesting for, for sure <laughs> but i don't know thanks for watching it michelle that was just yeah. for you. <laughs> I'm excited. Fist in the air one more time. We did it. I'm really excited. <laughs> um, I would love to watch both or either of you guys on the show. I'm trying to picture now what would happen if all three of us were on a season of Survivor together. <laughs> I, I would know. totally vote you guys. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I can't tell that to you now because then you'll vote me out. We should be final three. <laughs> oh, are we? Yeah, guys. Hold on, Ty. Final, final three. Come Wait, final three with Ty. I'm watching. I'm watching a real Survivor player play right now. Say that again. <laughs> we should be final three. That's three, okay? Hundred percent. Oh wow, that was unconvincing. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, this is probably our longest episode ever. So we're gonna have to end it. And Michelle has to go. We have to go. And Survivor has to go. We are off for two months. February 20th, the show will return. We will see if we drop in for any bonus episodes in the meantime. But until then, thank you to whoever has been listening the whole season. Uh, me and Ty really appreciate it because this is just kind of something we do for fun. And it's been a really exciting thing to do. We've obviously gotten to make cool friends from it and have some really interesting conversations and I hope we can continue doing it going forward. If you like the show, it means a lot to go write a rating and review on iTunes and, and whatnot. So we can uh, keep doing what we do. So until next time, I've been Tyler Gaines. Thank you, Tyler B. Commons.
for coming. Any last words? <laughs> no, and legitimately no this time. <laughs> Michelle, thank you as always. Yeah. Our favorite person. Aww. Any last words? Final three, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> through and through. <laughs> All right, goodbye. <laughs> Bye, <everyone>. Goodbye. <laughs> Where should I start? There wasn't that I actually didn't write down that many quotes to use. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the pure delight in your like laugh. <laughs> Hello. Welcome.